Hello everybody, Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. As you can tell, we're in a little bit of a different scenery here. Um, If you listened to my previous episode with Brian Simmons, you can see that we are on the road here. We're in Wichita, Kansas at a wonderful church called New Life Covenant Church. And God put on our hearts at the beginning of 2022, my wife and I, to take the podcast on the road to go to different locations where God is moving tremendously and to speak to people on the ground, pastors, leaders, ministers, going to conferences where God's really pouring out His Spirit in a powerful way. And so I wound up in Wichita, Kansas, and I'm really, really glad I did because there's something very, very special taking place here. The saints are, man, just so full of God, and the Lord is just doing so much here. And so um, if you are new to the podcast, there's a new episode we're releasing every Monday on the charismapodcastnetwork.com. You can also go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Audible, pretty much anywhere the podcasts are listened to. You can also go to our YouTube channel. We're releasing a lot more video content, okay? And so you can go there, you can subscribe. Tons of free content out there for you guys to glean from, receive from, be empowered by. And so thank you so much for tuning in today, whether you're listening or whether you're watching. And um, I've got a great guest on the show. I actually was just introduced to him through uh, Dr. Brian Simmons, which many of you guys may know Dr. Brian if you haven't you know, listened to his previous interviews I've done with him. But he is the pastor of New Life Covenant Church, Pastor Tim Fruits. And um, amazing man of God, just full of the Holy Spirit. You know, I talked to you yesterday. Well, you know, we spoke on the phone a few weeks ago. And we really connected. Yeah. We have a very yeah. similar heart. And then um, also just talking yesterday, hearing your vision, like your vision for ministry yeah. and for the church. Yeah. Um, just incredible. And so thank you so much for joining me today in the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Well, welcome to Wichita. We, <laughs> yeah. we call it Wichita around here because God's doing big things. And we're just yeah. highly expectant for the city that he's placed us in. Absolutely. I can see that. Yeah. Everyone here is extremely helpful, servant-hearted. <laughs> Everyone's just like, what can I do to help you and That's serve good. you? <laughs> full of the Holy Spirit. We are at the Joy Conference. Everyone's yeah. full of joy. Yeah. And so well, there's <laughs> it's a, a good thing. Yep. That's good. Well, a, a healthy church. I had a pastor tell me one time. He said, a healthy church is an activated church. Yeah. And uh, I feel like if, if everyone's coming just to pull from you, that's probably a burden that you're not going to be able to carry very often. Mm-hmm. But um, around here, we just pull on Jesus. Yeah. We pull on heaven a little bit. And, uh, you know, we're all activated and helping and serving. And mm-hmm. we're expecting of what God's doing. So. One thing I absolutely love is meeting individuals that are just all about Jesus. Yeah all about Jesus. We want, we, we want nothing to do with religion. Yep. We want to just tear that off our lives. We just want Jesus. Yep. He is everything to us. And there's a, a representation and a revelation and preaching of the full gospel yep. of Jesus. His yep. cross, His grace, identity, the kingdom, miracles, signs and wonders from that place of identity and grace, yep. not from striving and trying to earn it. And you guys really represent that yep. extremely well. I just hearing your preaching and your worship yesterday. Yeah. Well, thanks for that. Yeah. Jesus was Jesus was easy on people. He was kind and he was forgiving, but he was hard on religion. Yeah. He he. I mean, the the stuff that got him fired up was the was the religious spirits. And when we were when we would um, become we would be building our own institutions instead of being all about him. And so mm-hmm. I figured if, if if it fires him up, it should fire us up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So, <laughs> You told me some uh, really powerful things that God's been putting in you for your church. Before we get into that, because I do want to talk about that. Before yeah. we get into that, tell me a little bit about how you first encountered the Lord. I love to hear people's stories. Oh, wow. I love to hear their stories, how they encountered God. Okay, so um, I grew up in and out of the church. Both of my parents, even though they were split, they went to different churches. So mm-hmm. one week I'd be at a Southern Baptist church, another week I'd be at a Lutheran church. and. Uh, the, the household I grew up in really settled in at the Wesleyan Church, and I went to their, their Christian school. So I was raised around 
Christian morals. I was raised, mm-hmm. uh, both my families were Christian. Uh, the, the men and families that I was spending time with um, mm-hmm. and friendships were all Christian. And uh, I really made a, a decision for Christ at eight years old at a Clyde Dupin crusade. One of, one of those things. <laughs> Amazing. Cool. I, mean, I think we got to bring back some more crusades where, this, where, where <laughs> the city would pull in somebody and they, you know, they filled the field house of the little town I lived in. And um, I'll never forget just responding to Christ and just having that fresh, like, oh, I, I am all new. Mm-hmm. Like just from an early age, the idea of being washed clean as snow just fascinated me that God mm-hmm. would do that for me. Mm-hmm. And um, so I remember even, even at eight years old, I would start to just minister the gospel, really. I mean, to my friends, to, my, to the neighbors. I remember having a Bible study. I'm probably not qualified to lead a Bible study at eight and a half <laughs> years old. Uh, but I just, I had this little book that the pastor gave me when I got saved. And so I started to share it with others. And I remember I overheard um, the ladies in my church and they said, oh, he's young. Um, he'll settle down. And mm. I just remember that's the, that was probably the first time in my new walk with Christ that I had encountered the religious spirit. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the, the, zeal, the zeal inside will dwindle and he'll come into alignment with our faded, our, our faded yeah. faith. And um, it just as an, at an early age stood out to me. So um, went on to you know, grow in Christ and as a teenager became a leader in our in our school and our youth group and at 14 years old we were i was at a um a youth weekend and uh this weekend was put on by teenagers and there was a guy who's actually a ups he wasn't a pastor he wasn't a prophet and nobody would know his name he was a ups truck driver mm-hmm. okay, who loved jesus a lot and came to speak to the to the teenagers mm-hmm. and he stopped the service and uh in this high school and he just said i have a word for you and he said and it still brings me to tears he said uh, he said, God loves you, and he's still got a plan for you. Mm-hmm. And at this stage of my life, I had, I'm like, both of those things sounded like no-brainers to me. Like, yeah. Of course yeah. he loves me. It seemed generic, yeah. And so I remember asking my youth pastor, like, what do I do with that? And he's like, well, you know, he, he taught me a little bit about the prophetic. You know, sometimes that word can be for right now. Sometimes it can be for later if it doesn't. And sometimes it can be wrong, you know, yeah. which neither one of those would have been wrong. God does love me. And he has sure. a plan for me that's sure. biblical. Um, but he just said, put that in your back pocket. And so I would go through my teenage years where I became self-motivated instead of Christ-motivated and, mm-hmm. and very much walked away from my relationship with Christ and pursued the things of the world until I was in my early 20s and everything that I had built started to crumble. The relationship I was in yeah. had fallen apart. The career choice that I had chosen was, it was obviously a dead end. Like mm-hmm. a- Everything that you're going after in your mm-hmm. 20s, and I, I think I'd been in charge, I mean, if you come into adulthood at 16 or 18, I had been in char- charge of my life for a whole three years and I had totally messed it up. Mm-hmm. And We're good at that. Yeah. We're good does, at messing it, stuff it, it up. Does, it doesn't take long when you take control <laughs> to yeah. just totally destroy. And so I was in a pretty dark place. Um, I, I didn't know it. I didn't have words for it, but definitely dealt with depression and even suicidal thoughts. And mm-hmm. I remember one night just crying out to God, so angry at him for the position that I had put myself in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, sounds like a lot of us. Yeah. Yeah. That happens. We come to, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, in, a, in a lot of our stories, we come to the end of ourselves. Yeah. And this is, mm-hmm. this is the night I came to the end of myself. And, um, I, those, those I, I, I was crying out to God, angry with God. And those words came back to me. I, I, I love you and I still have a plan for you. 
edit that prophetic word that was spoken over my life six years before wow. unlocked this hard heart and gave me fresh breath. And that night I just said, God, my life's yours. It's not much. I'm not even impressed with it. Like, if you still can do something with this. Sure. And um, I've been on a road to just a constant daily surrender ever since where it's just all his. And anytime I try to take control of it, yeah. I'm reminded that it's not going to take me long to screw it up. Oh, yeah. But mm -hmm. it, it, it doesn't take him long. Within, within a month, my life had turned completely around. Within moments, my hope had turned around. Within yeah. a month, and people were like, we don't know who you are. We're, yeah. You're totally unrecognizable. And that's the work of the cross. Sure. What you, what's impossible for man is possible for God mm -hmm. in a moment. Love that. And, and uh, when, we, when we put our surrender in him. And so yeah. I, surrendered, I surrendered to the right place, <laughs> and I've been on a journey ever since. And yeah. so here we are at 41. Um, I still feel like I'm that young man in Christ with the zeal that won't fade and mm -hmm. um, fighting back that religious spirit that wants you just to calm down a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. Because, oh, yeah. There's a couple things in that story there that I really, really, I love the whole story, but there's a couple things that really stood out to me right now. One is that guy gave you a prophetic word, yeah. but it didn't seem like a dynamic word. He didn't give you like your birthday. He yeah, didn't call it. There's right. no words of knowledge involved. There was nothing like really specific that someone could say like, wow, that's a, that's a genuine prophetic word. Was right. that accurate? Was that true? Right. You know, and so many of us think like, oh, I'm feeling this in my heart from God for this individual, but it seems so generic that you read it in their Bible. Like, should I even say this? It's like, say it yeah. because you're sowing a seed and later on in your life when you need it the most, the Holy Spirit used that seed yeah. to bring it up into you, to bring it up on the inside of you to show you that like, see, remember that word? Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? Absolutely. So that was, that's beautiful because so many people think like, oh, I don't know if I can give this word or not. Like, no, the Lord will use yeah. what you sow into somebody's life and it'll be a revelation. Yeah. Dick Mills. I don't know if you've ever heard of Dick Mills. Dick Mills. Yeah. Um, start a lot of fires. And he used, <laughs> he used to say, if you want to be prophetic, um, be an encourager, be an encourager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, if you're the greatest encourager in the room, add the word to it. <laughs> and he just simplifies it. You know, I think that we talk about prophetic movement, but that's not, there's not a, that's like saying that, like the prophetic is a part of your relationship with Christ. And it's, it's hearing God's voice for yourself. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you need to prophesy to yourself. Oh yeah. Dry oh, yeah. bones come to life. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. And other times you're, you're releasing that. And it's not so much that it's gotta be this. I think sometimes we try to make it more about our personality mm -hmm. and our positioning, but it's not, it's all about him. Oh yeah. And he makes the hardest things, the most, difficult things mm -hmm. so simple yeah and so I think that's part of being an activated congregation is realizing that we're each hearing God's voice mm -hmm. that if we're just waiting for one person to hear God's voice that's literally what Jesus has been trying to steer us away from mm -hmm. for all time yeah he's always wanted to walk with us he's always wanted to whisper in our ears Jesus paid the price so that the Holy Spirit could be in us so that we could have access to the Father and hear yes. his voice for ourselves. Everybody. So yes. we didn't have to go to the high priest. He, mm -hmm. Jesus is now our high priest constantly. Mm -hmm. And so there's a, if, if we stay in this place of we're unlocked, but then we don't have to overcomplicate it. It's got to be, I mean, it's great. I love it. La, you know, last night in the service, there was a very specific word of knowledge and you could just tell that it, there was, there, there's, it was powerful there. But it, there also can be power in the simplistic. Oh, for sure. And, and sometimes it starts with the simplistic, and then you grow in your gift. Totally. Because you have to prophesy in proportion to your faith, and your faith might be in a place where you can give more of a generic word, but it's the word of God. 100%. You know what I mean? Then your faith grows, you get to step in the more complex words that God yeah. will start giving you and trusting to you. And so that's yeah. powerful. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And I love, when I spoke to you yesterday, I really loved how you spoke about your heart 
for the church, yeah. and the Lord has put a few things on your heart very strongly. Yeah. And I love how you said that, like, your focus changed. You were focusing on a few different things, like yeah. growing the church and numbers, and then God started to change your focus a little bit. Yeah. And tell me about that, because I know there's a lot of pastors, a lot of leaders out there, and our heart's in the right place. A lot right. of people have good intentions, our heart's in the right place, but the Lord's really trying to tune in our focus yeah. so that we're more kingdom-oriented. Yeah. Well, if, if you're not careful, um, great people and even great leaders in your church will steer you uh, into different directions, and you'll lose... Um, you'll lose that one focus of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And the, the Holy Spirit is easy to please, and man is not. Man is, makes mm -hmm. it difficult. And they, mm -hmm. I think that's where religion comes a lot. But yeah, um, yeah I, I, I think you know, uh, we can get caught up in growing our church and growing our organizations. I believe it, healthy things grow. Yeah. We're either moving forward or we're falling backwards. Mm -hmm. There's a ton of really healthy leadership principles. And when we um, don't consider, when, if we're not careful and we, just consider leadership as a whole, we'll start to apply what applies out in the world to how I grow a business, how I grow a church. Yeah. When actually the church is the bride of Christ and it's, a, mm. it, it, it's, not, it's not just an organization, it's an organism. Yeah. And um, yeah, this, this, I think one of the sweet things that God's done in, in my, my life and in our church is just kind of removed some of these barriers that I think we could struggle with for decades. Mm -hmm. And so this last year, uh, an evangelist, Dean Braxton, mm -hmm. um, was at our church, and Dean uh, was doing an altar, altar call, and he just said the, the most simple thing. Again, I, mm -hmm. if there's probably a strain in my, or a, a, a constant theme, theme in my life, yeah. it's going to be simplistic. Mm -hmm. um, the simple God, gospel. Yeah, Beautiful. yeah. And, uh, and he said... You know, God, we're in Wichita, and he said, you know, God wants 100% of Wichita. It's, it's, and we, and that, the word says it's God's will that none shall perish. For sure, yeah. There's not one, we don't, we, we don't wonder, well, you know, salvation is not available to you because God hasn't chose you. No, God's chosen everybody. He's prepaid for you. Mm -hmm. And even while you were still distant from him, even while you were still mm -hmm. a sinner, he chose you and his, mm -hmm. and, and, um, so, but in the church, we, we kind of pick and choose. We choose people that look like us from neighborhoods that we live in. Mm. We, we, and we don't say it, but yeah. we drive past a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And even in our own family, it's like, well, we, we choose the ones that we want to be around us, but the hard ones. And it's clear in the gospel that if you only surround yourselves with those that speak kindly of you, love mm -hmm. you, then who are you? Even the, even the enemy can do that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But we have the love of God in us. And with that, we should look different, do things different. And when he said, God wants 100% of Wichita, that leapt in me like a like like the the, the, the closest thing I can. Sometimes the, the th simple things are said and they just leap in you and you grab mm -hmm. a hold of them. Mm -hmm. um, and you know that's the Lord. It's the Holy Spirit confirming 100%. that. Mm -hmm. Just like the Holy Spirit jumped in Elizabeth mm -hmm. when she was pregnant with John mm -hmm. and she began to prophesy. She began to sing. Mm -hmm. It's that same. It's that same feeling that we can mm -hmm. get where it's just like that's that means something to me. Mm -hmm. And as we pressed into it, it's just, it, what it did is it brought us into the alignment. Sometimes our thinking can be just a shade off. And on the onset, it's not too bad, but it, you look in your distant future and it's like, man, I, I got so far off. It could be so much more, you know. Because I was just a little yeah. wonky, you mm -hmm. know. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and so in that, what we started to believe for, I started to, I did a, a little bit of fact checking and I realized the largest church in all of Kansas is 3,500 people. Well, the, mm -hmm. the city we live in is, the metropolitan area is 640,000 people. Mm -hmm. And if you do the math, I think it's something like that church 
reaches 1.8% of the population of its city. Mm -hmm. And I thought, God, would I ever be comfortable saying, I reached 1.8% for you? Like, God, when you wanted 100 and I, and I, and I ran, you know, I was, <laughs> I, I, but I was believing for the growth of my church that I could see was possible. Sure. I think I'd feel really satisfied in the flesh if it was like, yeah, if this church had grown to that size. But what I, want, but what I came into alignment with was not my prayer to see our uh, our church grow, but his prayer to see his people saved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we started to just say, we're going after 100% of Wichita. It doesn't mean that we believe that we're going to have 100% of the city in our building. Sure. Mm-hmm. But we know that that's put us in a place where we have to partner. I don't speak Vietnamese, mm-hmm. but there's a Vietnamese church just down the road. Mm-hmm. And we've started to build relationship and, and have been in, in their building. It's something I would have never done before because I, but I've taken ownership of the city. Mm-hmm. We as a church are taking ownership of the city. And so we, start to, we, we started to come into alignment. And what I think is really powerful is we're no longer praying prayers uh, that we're asking God to bless, mm-hmm. which I think is powerful. Yeah. But when you join in with his prayers, mm-hmm. that's when you start to see something. And if it's his prayer that none shall perish, then I want to be about my father's business. Oh, yeah. If Jesus has already paid for it, I want to see that come to fruition. So the wh- That's awesome. I love that. Real quick, before you even yeah. move on from that, in John 15, yeah. the Lord's been highlighting this to me because so many people take that scripture where Jesus said, you pray, you know, you, you pray whatever you ask in my name. Yes. Whatever you ask in my name, I will give it to you yeah. and I will answer you. But John makes it a little clear in 1 John. It says, if you pray according to my, my will, will right. then you can be confident that God hears that's and that right. God will answer. And it's like, if we're in that place of abiding, because that's where Jesus spoke about whatever you pray will be answered. If we're in that place of abiding, that's it. then we're in communion with him. We're hearing his heart. We're listening to his voice. He's, you know, and we have that sharing. And so he deposits his desires in us. Just like I said, I want 100% of Wichita that leapt on the inside of you. You know that prayer is God's will. Yeah. And so as you pray that, you know, you're confident to partner with God in that prayer and you will see results. Yeah. And then your mind will be transformed. So to walk that out, being answered to that, to that prayer yourself yeah. by being the hands and feet of Jesus. And so. Well, Jesus said to Peter, if you love me, you'll feed my sheep. Yeah. And he said over and over again, he's emphasizing it, that our love for him directly impacts our love for others. Mm-hmm. It, it, they're, they're, they can't be separated. Mm-hmm. If you don't love others, then the love of God isn't in you, right? Like, mm-hmm. So in this, it's not only a call to how we'll organize the church, but it's a call to how everyone in our church will organize their life. Like every person I pass, every person I... That, that approaches me while I'm pumping gas, while mm-hmm. I'm with every waitress that, or waiter that mm-hmm. serves me food, like they're on my clock. Mm-hmm. They're in front, and, and if you, you can reconcile your time however you want in your busyness, but if you have in your mind, Jesus desires that that person know him. Mm-hmm. Jesus paid a price so that person could experience life and life more abundant. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden you start to change your priorities. And that's another word that I feel like God's given us is just to make margin, not to strive, mm-hmm. not to do a whole lot of different things, not to create something that's never been, but to make margin in the mission that he's already placed us in. Yeah. Not just the, the church, but every individual. We've got leaders and, and, and business owners and even people that are working right all day next to somebody they can't stand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they know that person can't stand their beliefs, but yet who's in you is greater than, than mm-hmm. who's against you. Absolutely. And that person's on your clock. And so all of a sudden it's like, okay, God, I'm going to make margin in my lunch hour. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make margin uh, when I go shop at the grocery store. I'm going to mm-hmm. make margin to hear your voice and to release it. I'm going to practice 
the prophetic. I'm going to mm-hmm. practice operating in your presence, mm-hmm. giving you just just a little bit of space, and he'll do powerful things. Oh, I agree. And just yeah. even hearing this, I'm just thinking of the book of Acts. Yeah. I'm thinking That's of it. the first church. Like, that was the mission. Yeah. The great commission to make disciples, to preach the gospel, to heal the sick. That was the mission, yeah. and that's how the church grew, yeah. and that's how we they turned the world upside down. Yeah. And we always talk about the first church, you know. But you, you talk to, you know, I love hearing from a pastor and a leader that the Lord's speaking this to you, yeah. And and this is and this is the passion of your heart, yeah. You know, pastor sounding a lot like an evangelist, but huh. we need to be, <laughs> but we need to we, we need all those gifts right. flowing in the body, and it's right. great. The pastor's supposed to direct the church in the mission of Christ, right? And I see that here in Wichita, and so. Yeah. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, it's good. And another word I'll just share that. Yeah, please um, do. Is as, uh, as I was going through this year and preparing this last year and preparing messages just in the word, one, one of the things that just really stood out to me is Jesus in his hometown. Yeah. He goes to his hometown and these people know him the best. Mm-hmm. They had the opportunity to be like, man, I knew, you know, if you, it, Akron, Ohio, they, they're, they're famous because they knew LeBron James before everybody else. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, the, and the stories, ah, I knew Bronny when he was at a, you know. And they, like, yeah. But th- that's the opportunity that they had. They, they had an opportunity to say, man, I knew Jesus when he was small. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is the boy. Remember that day we, we, we had to watch you for three days because your parents left you in the yeah. temple? Like, <laughs> yeah. that, this, is, this is him. Like, uh-huh. But instead it says, and, and what caught my ear is they, they came they came and they gathered in his hometown because they marveled at his teachings. Mm-hmm. They were really interested in his knowledge of God. Mm-hmm. But he was grieved because he desired to do mighty works. Mm-hmm. And then it says this, but instead he just healed a few people mm-hmm. and went on his way. And I just think about the church of today. Mm-hmm. And we come for the teachings. Oh, yeah. We marvel at the, oh, man, they're so good. They're so good. When we should be coming for the presence of God. Mm. And we, 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 we settle sometimes. I think, man, I've been in that place where I would so settle for just a couple of miracles today. Oh, for sure. But yeah. Jesus' desire, and this is unlocking. Wow. Jesus' desire mm-hmm. is not a few miracles. Sure. It's not that we're just tickled with our knowledge. Mm-hmm. He wants to. He wants to. He wants to make the the truth simple so that he can get past our knowledge into the, the, mm-hmm. into our spirit, That's right. which is where he desires to dwell. Mm-hmm. And in that, fully unlock us and have our place of faith be on him so much that he can do mighty works. I believe Jesus desires to do mighty works where we're placed. For us, it's Wichita. Mm-hmm. For you, it's Dallas. Mm-hmm. For where, but wherever wherever you're at, Jesus desires to do mighty works in your home. He desires to do mighty works in your marriage. He desires to do mighty works in your kids. I think about the, the, the prodigals, and it's like, man, we're looking at their faces. For five years, I didn't live with, I, I didn't run after Jesus. I ran after the flesh. Mm-hmm. I ran after what everybody else was running after. And there was one person in all of my church that saw me not for who I was and the sin that I was struggling with, but they saw me for who God created me to be. And this lady, this grandma in our church would constantly remind me, and she had just joy and hope. And she, but she had an eye, eye on what God was going to do, not on what I was struggling with. Mm-hmm. And we have to constantly be connected with an expectation on Jesus for the mighty works. So our prayer mm. is, yes, Jesus, you can have 100% of Wichita. You, every person I run into, I'm making margin for you. And Jesus, you can do mighty works here. <laughs> our faith will not be weak. We will not be limited. We will not settle for just a few miracles. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, we'll celebrate everything that God's done. Mm-hmm. But his desire for America, his desire for the world, 
is to do mighty works. Yeah. But he desires a people that will give him permission to do those mighty works. He's already mm-hmm. paid for it. Mm-hmm. He's already, what we're doing now is we are, we, we are, we are calling in the debts. Mm-hmm. Jesus has already paid for it. We just got to mm-hmm. go after and get it. But our eyes, our faith has to be locked into him. Good. And as it is, so constant prayer, constantly coming out of my mouth. is like, Jesus, you can do mighty works here. Mm-hmm. When relationships get wonky, it's Jesus, you can do mighty works here. Mm-hmm. When, when, when things get tough, when finances, whatever it is, it's like, look at your bills and be like, Jesus, you can do mighty works. Matthew <laughs> chapter 5 says, when you're at the end of your rope, when there's no more of you to do, mm-hmm. when there's nothing you can do, you're in yeah. a good place. You're blessed. You're mm-hmm. happy to be envied because, at the, because where there's less of you, there's more room for God and for his work in your life. Mm-hmm. Jesus, you can do mighty works here. Yeah, God gave me a picture when my daughter was little. My daughter's six years old. She's my she's my oldest, and um, she I was love like, that age. yeah, she's she's too smart for her own good right now. Honestly, she's so cute. Daughter, daughters will teach you a lot about the fa- the father's love. Oh, absolutely. When she was little, she was three, and they had these little like healthy cookies my wife bought, and my daughter <laughs> loved them. And so, but she wanted us to give her everything. At like two or three years old, she wanted us to come to her, give it to her. She wanted us to do stuff for her. Yes. And we're trying to teach her like, no, come on, you can do this or whatever. Yes. And so with the cookies one day, I was trying to teach her like, okay, I'm not going to come to you and give you all the cookies. Like, come to me, you know? And so she was running around the living room and I was sitting there and I had a cookie and I was like, come on, babe, do you want a, do you want, you want a cookie? And she was just like, yeah, yeah. But she was like, pretty much saying like, come on, like, like give it to me, yeah. you know? And I was like, no, get up and walk over yeah. here. Come to me. Come, come. come. And she was just like. You tell her she was hesitant, but I just kept saying, if you want the cookie, you got to come over here. And then she eventually came, like ran with all of her heart, and she grabbed it. And the Lord talked to me. And he was just like, like, I bought that cookie for her. You know, I'm the father. I'm her dad. It yeah. was the cookie that I bought for her. And I was willingly wanting to give it to her. But she had to come get it. Yeah. She had to come get it. But it's, it's already paid for. It's freely given. But she has to just come get it. And that's where we see in the scriptures, pursue love. Uh, earnestly desire the spiritual yes. gifts, especially especially you may prophesy, there is a um, partnering and a co-laboring with yeah. God where we have to say, yes, God, use me That's in it. these gifts. Well, I mean, I think the idea of consent was created by Jesus. Yeah. Like God will not force himself on you. Mm-hmm. You know, the world has, has, has reigned with that, but God will not force himself on you. It is a permissive mm-hmm. gospel where you mm-hmm. have to give him place. You have to make place for him, mm-hmm. but he's powerful. He'll do it all. Yeah. He'll provide it all. Mm-hmm. It's crazy the responsibility of a dad. Like, just think about that. You're giving your daughter a cookie, but what you're doing is you're training her to come into the presence of God. <laughs> so, it's so good. It's so good. And so um, I want to transition a little bit right now because I feel like what God is saying is that he is calling believers to, to a place of ownership here. You are a saint. You are filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You have gifts and callings on your life. It's not up to the evangelist to win the lost. It's not up to the prophet to always give prophetic words. This is the body of Christ. This is a living, breathing organism. And the pastors, the teachers, the leaders in the body of Christ, the evangelists, the teachers, they are called to equip the saints for the work of ministry, the evangelists to equip the church, to evangelize teachers, to equip the church, to teach and to be a blessing, pastors to teach the church how to make disciples, how to pastor, how to be comforting, how to be loving. And so that is key in this time. I just feel like I would love for you to, I would love for you to pray into this because I feel like the Lord is awakening hearts and wanting to activate them. And like, no, like when I go to the grocery store, I should be, I should be more open to God. When I'm, when I'm, when I'm hearing that little word of encouragement, that's like, God loves you. You know, yeah. God's got plans for you. Just share that quickly with someone at the grocery store, at Walmart, or 
Yeah, At and the, I think one of the most unlocking things you can do is this. You know, we've, we've complicated the gospel that was never meant to be complicated. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's, you, you said it sounds like a, a pastor sounded like an evangelist when actually, you know, the church is built for the equipping of the saints. That's right. Mm-hmm. It, it, is not the, it is not the finish, the complete. It is the, the uh, equipping ministry of mm-hmm. God. And it's meant to equip people to go out because the work, if you're in uh, Chris Valentin, I heard Chris Valentin say yesterday, he said, don't go into pulpit ministry unless you can't talk God out of it. Yeah. <laughs> because he needs people in the workplace. He yeah. needs people in the household. He needs people in the, in the marketplace and aware of him. One of the most unlocking things that, that, that happened to me in, in, my, in my walk with God is I, I remember being so satisfied by having a prophetic word. Yeah. If it was accurate, I was like, oh my gosh, they didn't run out. I just gave a word and they're not offended. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. so good. And somebody challenged me after doing this. They said, why did you stop at one word? And I was like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I'm I just nailed words, it. Man. I just gave yeah. 10 words. They were all accurate. And he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah but the thoughts, the, the thoughts that God has for you is more than the stars in the sky and the sand in the sea. Mm-hmm. It's so thick. This room is filled with God's words over each of us. Mm-hmm. And if we would just stop and say, God, what are you saying about them? Mm-hmm. We'd receive this powerful outpouring of love. Mm-hmm. And if we, if we can, we, we need to do that for ourselves. Yeah. We got to love ourselves so mm-hmm. we can love others. Yeah. And oh, yeah. as we, and, but all of a sudden we realize, man, you're in the grocery store and it's literally like these word bubbles just over each person. God's thoughts are for that person that walked past you and then that next person and then that cashier. And if you'll make some margin and just ask God, you can share your testimony. Mm-hmm. You can share the, 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 the truth of the gospel, but you can also be very specific and just say, man, God, what, and it probably shouldn't say this out loud in front of them, but, mm-hmm. but your prayer is, God, if you have a word for somebody, God, if, yeah. and he does, mm-hmm. God, if it, and it doesn't have to be crazy, but God, what are you saying? Not if you mm-hmm. have a word, but God, what, what are, are you saying? You saying? Mm-hmm. What does your love say about them today? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you just get this. And here's what's fun. If you're not partnering with God in your everyday, you're missing out like crazy. Oh, yeah. This is what it's about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is the stuff. It's like, how did the disciples, you know, Jesus said, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give up my life. Mm-hmm. And Peter's like, you will never do that. And he's like, rebukes Peter. But then guess what? Just a few, in the same conversation, he says, oh, and by the way, you're going to give up yours. Mm-hmm. This is a way bigger sell than, uh, hey, come be fishers of men. Hey, like, mm-hmm. th- come on, Jesus. You kind of buried the lead here. We have to give yeah. up our lives. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I'm not even uh-huh. happy with the idea that you would give up your life, but now I'm giving up my life too. Mm-hmm. But how do we endure that? How mm-hmm. do we have joy in the midst of people spitting on you, in the midst of people saying, get out of my face? One of, the, one of the really powerful testimonies, if you start to share with people about you sharing the love of God with people, you find that there's very little rejection out there. Mm-hmm. The internet's full of rejection. Mm-hmm. The, every video, this video, when you put it on YouTube, <laughs> you're probably going to get like a, hey, that guy's hair, and what was it? Well, you know, yeah, what was, what, always what, some negative comments. Yeah, yeah. always. <laughs> but the world actually is prepared to receive Christ. Mm-hmm. And, and if you run it, very few people will reject you if you ask to pray for them. Mm-hmm. If they reject you, it's probably because they're already Christian and they're sorting out yeah. their own Christianity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. I just, I, I just like, if you're listening to this, um, as you're listening to this, coming, coming into alignment with God's will and realizing that, man, he's just got a simple plan and his simple plan is you. Jesus paid the price so yes. that so, so that everyone could experience eternal life. Mm-hmm. But he partnered with that payment he now handed you the authority. Mm-hmm. I think it's crazy. 
I think Jesus, if you would have just stuck around, we'd all still be following your, and, but he, his, his desire wasn't for us to, to be with him. It was for him to be in us. Mm-hmm. And the greater glory that Jesus, I believe Jesus, if he says it, I believe it. And he said, the greater glory is when we, each one of us receive the Holy Spirit and we partner with him and we release it. And so his, it's his great desire to get into your business, to get into your day, to get into your whatever it is. And for you to give him permission, mm-hmm. Jesus, you can, I make margin for you and you can use me. And I'm telling you, you'll see, you'll see people that you, that you pass by and you've missed every day. You'll see them weep. They may not come into the church right away, mm-hmm. but they may be, do better than that. They may, they may come into a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, we were, at, we, good. we were at dinner the other day and, uh, and our waitress came to our table and she's like, I have to tell you, I've had a really bad day, but serving you guys has brought me so much joy and it's changed my whole day. Wow. We hadn't asked to pray with her yet. Mm-hmm. A guy at the table ended up, we, we, we all prayed with her, um, ministered to her, and then she actually ended up giving her life to Jesus. <laughs> I saw so her good. just the other day and she's like, man, like I know that she hasn't yet come to the church, but the celebration is she's already coming to the kingdom. Mm-hmm. She's already focused her, she's already focused her attention more than ever before on Jesus. And so mm-hmm. that's what we should all be about. It's a win. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's a win. And I feel like people's hearts are stirring right now. I just sense that people yeah. are listening to this and they're it. like, they're like, they've got this tug, like almost like an ache, yeah. like coming to tears, like, God, use me. I've, I've been missing out. Yeah. Like, Father, I want, this I want to walk life. in this. This is the abundant life. Yes. I'd love for you to just pray for those individuals. Yeah. yeah. So I'll just, I'll just invite you on the journey that I'm on just to mm-hmm. um, pray those simple prayers that Jesus, you can use me and I'll go after them all. Yes. I'll, and, and I'm making room for you. And just that really powerful prayer, like, Jesus, you can do mighty works here. Mm-hmm. All of them. Not just one of them, not just one word, but all of them. And the, the John 10, 10 says, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come that you may have life and that you may have it to the fullest. You may have it more abundantly. Mm-hmm. And just know that even as you're hearing this, it's like, yeah, but not me. I, that's mm-hmm. the enemy. The enemy is constantly discounting mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. He's constantly d- trying to minimize or marginalize the mm-hmm. great impact. But God has perfectly positioned you in the place that he's put you. And if he's not, as you come into alignment, he's going to position you back into his purpose. In that, whatever it is, whether it's raising kids or it's uh, leading a, a business, maybe you're starting something, maybe it's just you're in between stuff and you've got a lot of time, man, God can use all of that. Mm-hmm. Maybe you've been at the same place over and over again and you're, got, you're saying, God, I want something new, I want something fresh, but you see it as a vocation change and he sees it as a positioning of mindsets, releasing, because you, you might not be released from where you're at until you accomplish what he sent you to do there yeah. oh so many years ago. And my, mm-hmm. my, my heart is that we don't, we don't just keep walking around the mountain wasting our time mm-hmm. like the Israelites did, yeah. but with, that we, we, we be about our Father's business and be on to the promised land mm-hmm. and the next battle that God has for us. Amen. So I just release that over you. I just say, God, thank I just you, thank you. I thank you, God, that your, 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 your army is mighty and it's equipped and it's every single one of us. Every believer that, 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 that knows you as their Lord 
is equipped to release that. And just like that eight-year-old boy who all I had, I didn't have, I didn't have a theology degree. I didn't have any, I barely knew anything, but I knew Jesus. And I knew that, that he had made me white as snow, that he can transform me. And I shared him. And God, I thank you that we constantly keep sharing the good news of our life transformation, the testimony of Christ that's constantly happening in our lives. And God, I thank you that we don't focus on what we can't do, but we focus on what you can do. When we, when, when, when we're positioned and when we're weak and when we can't, we know that you can. And so what we're doing now, God, is giving you permission. I give you permission. Just say that out loud. God, I give you permission to use me in mighty ways. I yes. give you permission to do your mighty works yes. in me. Holy Spirit, I give you priority and I make margin for you in my life that everything that you have Everything that's been stolen from you, God, we're redeeming it, God. And I just thank you that we're bringing them all home, bringing them into a relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. It's a crazy unity amen. prayer. It's yeah. a crazy <laughs> unity prayer when you just quit trying to grow your thing and start trying to be about your father's business. Oh, it's so good. And we're supposed to imitate Christ. And that's, he, he got away with his father. He spent time with his father. He was all about his father's business. He said, oh, yeah. I, I do nothing unless I see my father do it. I hear my yeah. father. And so perfect example for yeah. us, Jesus. And he's in us and he wants to live his life through us. Yeah. And so for those who are in Kansas right now, that might be listening to this, <laughs> I've never been to your church or people that are, you know, going through Kansas and they want a great church to stop by. Or if you have different resources or things that people you know, can connect yeah. online. Yeah. How do they find out more? Yeah, newlifecovenant.org. You know, mm-hmm. we know that most people will never enter the church blindly, that actually your front door is your website and mm-hmm. your online presence. People will check you out, they'll listen to your podcast. Oh, sure, yeah. And, um, and they get to know you before you get to, you, you get to be able to meet them face-to-face. Mm-hmm. And so newlifecovenant.org our, our, um, is our website, uh, our YouTube page. You can check us out, New Life Covenant. And um, yeah, there's a lot of content out there and hopefully it's encouraging. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, um, it's been a beautiful thing. A lot of people come into the church and they say, I've never heard you before. I've never heard about you before. And mm-hmm. I'm, I said, I'm not taking that as a compliment anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> the, 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 the message of Christ has to go forward and that people would know that there's life-giving churches out there. We, I, I would just um, compel you as we're listening. I love that we're in an information age mm-hmm. where we get to hear and thank you for doing your podcast. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah. you for being faithful you for to the call in your life and, yeah. and to encourage the body of Christ to come into the, 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 the fullness of Christ mm-hmm. and um, the, the work that the Holy Spirit's doing. I would encourage you that God, is, God has a place for you. Mm-hmm. God has a place for each one of us. And we, are full, we get to be fully unlocked when we are, per, when we are positioned in the, the calling that He has on our lives. Mm-hmm. Some of us are not... I believe that God has a church for every single person. Mm-hmm. I believe yeah. that he will place you and position you into the body that there's, without exception, God has a place for you. And so I would just, yeah, if you're, if you're in Wichita, come check New Life Covenant Church out. We, we meet on Sunday mornings like any church across mm-hmm. the country. Um, but more than that, I would, I, I would encourage you wherever you're at to recommit because all of this happens when you are passionate about the purpose that God's placed you in yeah and instead of wandering we're not wanderers mm-hmm. we're, we're we are people who possess the promises mm-hmm. and instead of wandering we, we we engage in the purpose of of god and so i i just believe even if you're not in wichita you may be you may be in texas you may be mm-hmm. in california wherever you're at but i just remind you god's got a body for you he's got a place for you and he he'll he'll confirm that mm-hmm. not only with your 
like you like it, maybe you, he'll, he'll, he'll call you to hard things. He does. But yeah. he'll remind you that that's the exact place you're supposed to be. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing today and, My joy. and joining me and for hosting the podcast here at your yeah. church. Oh. So awesome to get to know you. This Thanks. is, he's, he's authentic. Um, and the and the presence of God is moving here in this place. And so thank you so much for watching Awaken Podcast. And so make sure to subscribe, rate, review the podcast. We can get this out to more people so they can be blessed, awakened, challenged by the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so bless you guys. Thank you so much. And I'll talk to you next time on Awaken Podcast. Yeah.